Hey everyone. Smith now is still in the house tonight. You guys excited as I am? I just want to find my headphones so that I can listen to my voice while recording at the same time. It's pretty interesting actually. Yeah, but these these headphones I have the right earpod, I guess it's called. The right side to my headphones don't work, so I only have the left side. And it's it's just uh, it's interesting because I'm not listening to music as often, at least uh, using headphones. And then I feel quite calmer generally because like there's just less extensive or not extensive, less intense noise coming into my head constantly. I started using earplugs again before falling asleep, and man, I haven't been haven't slept this good in so long. They're amazing. And they're so cheap and so good. <laughs> Best investment ever. And I'm actually sleeping like a human being. And here we go. Alright. Nice. So I'm only hearing my voice from the left ear socket that I have on my body right now. Uh, yeah. So yeah, last week, last week was interesting, for sure. You know, I didn't expect it to go down like that. I was looking forward to the Amuon for a very long time, and then that happened. And it's nice, you know, because like life surprises you because you have your own expectations. And I, I certainly try not to have any type of expectation, but I guess the energy that I went with there was really excited and looking forward to things going well. But the second I was there, the energy felt off and at no point did I have any bad intentions or at no point did I try to go out of my path in a certain way. So I'm, I'm pretty certain that this needed to happen, you know. This is what I find really funny because lately, the past two months or so, like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is what I always think about, like, how honest do I want to be on my podcast? And on honestly, like, fuck it, I have to be as honest as possible, 100%. So two months ago, I went with a group of friends of mine, Johannes, I don't know if you guys listened to our episode together. Uh, I went with Johannes and Jan and a couple of other friends and we, yeah, I'm incriminating them with, with me in this too. That's nice. You guys are going down too, motherfuckers. <laughs> So we had, so Jan's grandfather, he's dead now, but he has, uh, he had a patch of land, let's say, to the north of Germany, the harbor, the holy harbor, it's called Heiligenhafen in German, which translates to the holy harbor, which is nice because, you know, we went there to take shrooms and it's called the holy harbor. <laughs> so we were five dudes and we went there, we drove there and we stayed there that is like summer home for the weekend and it was amazing you know we just relaxed and it was so calm we just just some just dudes chilling in a in a really beautiful place with the sea right in front of us and of course you know when we woke up the next day in the morning we arrived at night and then the next day in the morning we woke up and went almost skinny dipping into into the sea and it was so fucking cold but it was amazing and we all did it together like warriors you know we were just walking forward cold as shit but like we just went ahead and did it and then okay we came running back you know like fuck 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 um 
it was nice. It was definitely like a good way to start the day, and like we started off like really zen-like, you know, like, made tea, nice breakfast, went shopping, meditated a lot, and then uh, we had a lot of shrooms because we came like we wanted to go to a secluded and safe place where we can trip on on this substance, right? <laughs> But like I was, I was looking forward to this for a very long time. You know, I've I've been looking forward. I was looking forward to going on that trip for a, a damn long time, and it worked out that like the we got we acquired the shrooms and everything. I don't want to go into detail about that because I I think that would be illegal to talk about, <laughs> aside from the fact that it is illegal that we did this. You know, but fuck it, I'll. I'm ruining my political career and my few like fuck it I don't care I, I want to talk about this you know it's it affected me a lot in a way that I'm still trying to understand you know so what we we had 20 grams of psilocybin mushrooms in total now for for the brave of you who want to try shrooms you should know that taking one gram of shrooms psilocybin mushrooms it's it's enough for you to have a pretty solid trip you know 1.5 is good for beginners if you're experienced with drugs before you smoked weed often taking two 2.5 grams is, is okay you're not really hallucinating big time at that point you're just feeling you're feeling that connectedness with everything because that's what shrooms do in a way they blur the borders of what you what you're looking at, you know, when I'm looking at, when I looked at my friends around me as we started, we made tea, actually, we made ginger and lemon tea, and we let the shrooms simmer in the tea, and then we drank the tea, and when it started hitting me, I started looking at my friends, and I, there wasn't that much of a difference between them and the grass they're sitting around, or the sea that we're looking at, the borders between everything really blurred, and it, it didn't, it didn't feel like anything was very different. It felt like it was all this one thing, but it's it's a different form of that one thing, you know? And it worked out that we got the shrooms and that that for me like was, was awesome. And then we went there, got to the to the beach house, let's say or holiday home, really late at night. And like all of them were smoking up and I really didn't want to smoke. I just wanted to be clear and clean for the next day. I wanted to really enjoy this, you know, not just enjoy it. I wanted to to have a certain clarity as I do it because weed removes that clarity, right? It, it fogs everything. And my my advice is to never, ever smoke weed while you're tripping on something like shrooms. It just intensifies and amplifies it like like nothing <laughs> like nothing before, you know, and I had had a bad trip like that, but it was fine, you know. Your brain's always trying to show you things. At least for me, that's what I think. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to be afraid of what my brain is trying to show me. And I think that's just counterproductive, you know. Just look at it. You don't have to identify with it too much, and that's what I really want to get into with this episode. Because I went there with the goal of actually like taking a larger amount than usual. It was only my second time taking it, really, but I just wanted to take a large amount so that I can really observe what my brain would show me because I felt like it was necessary for me, you know, with the course was coming up and the book and everything, I just needed to understand a lot more, and I thought that that might help. And the fact that everything sort of oriented or aligned itself in that way for me to actually be able to do that was was really nice. So... The next day, we woke up early, went into the water, like I said, made tea, breakfast, went grocery shopping, and then 
I meditated a lot, I relaxed a lot, I turned off, the second we got to the holiday home, I switched off my phone and put it in a drawer, and I didn't look at it for the next two days until we were on the way back. <laughs> so, like, I was just disconnected and calm and just, like, I'm I'm off the grid and I just want to go into my mind. And this is the safest place for me to do that, you know, with good people that understand. So, <laughs> so you know, two of my friends took two grams, two of them took 3.5, but I took 5.5 to 6 grams. And now... I don't know if any of you know the know the term for someone that takes for a higher dose. It's called the heroic dose. Taking five grams or more, it's called the heroic dose. <laughs> a dose meant for heroes. You know, it's nice. It was it was nice. You know, type of background because Johannes looked at me and he's like, "Oh, you're going for the heroic dose," and I'm like, "What the fuck? What what did you just say?" So this is the heroic dose, and he's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Okay, that's that's pretty cool." So we made tea, man, and uh, ginger lemon tea, let the shroom simmer, and then we went out and we sat, and I took that, you know, we all drank the tea, ate some dark chocolate beforehand on empty stomachs so that, you know, the whatever is in the chocolate is going to make you a bit happier, dopamine and, and stuff. <laughs> and I I sat there, and, and usually it takes like half an hour to hit, but like five minutes in, I, I already started feeling it, you know, it starts at least for me, you know, it starts with my lungs, I feel like the way I'm breathing is very different, and I feel like my, my, the, like sensations around my body a bit different, you know, a slight electricity that I'm, I'm, I'm not that, it's not, it's not easy to describe un, unless you take it, you know, and, um, yeah, so, it started hitting like 10 minutes in and I started telling the guys like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to feel something actually. And like I was, I was in a very zen state because I've been meditating almost all day and just sitting there like, I am the universe. <laughs> like, let me, let's, let's have this union happen. And my other bros, like the, the ones who took 3.5 grams uh, were, they were cool about it. You know, they were like, yeah, we feel it too. Uh, but it was a lot less stronger for them for sure. And the ones with the two grounds were still chilling. But for me, like, it hit really quickly and I, I, I couldn't communicate with anyone. Like, I had this friend of mine, Victor, who was there and he wanted to, like, discuss something philosophically and debate, like, a concept. And I'm, I'm just, I was just like, no, I, I can't, I can't have any of this right now. You know, I can't have my brain discuss concepts. I need to just understand them and feel them first and articulate them maybe later. And that was a thing that I did that was wrong. You know, after my trip, I tried to like articulate them to the to, to my bros like what I actually went through, and it was too soon to try to verbalize that. You know, next time, like I'm I'm really not going to try it because you can't articulate something like that. It's something like you experience to the core of your being, and you want to put that into into fucking words. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> like it's just a very crude tool to use, and especially like when you're just fresh out of it and you're just trying to cling to what it was. Because you 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 get that 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 type of knowing and and wisdom and awareness and and it's funny because you you get that for a little bit and then you, you lose that. Maybe you retain a few parts from it, but you you quickly lose that and and that that's that's a funny transition to go through where you're in a state of no need, a state of oneness with everything, a state of of let's say false enlightenment and. You, that goes away and you still you continue in your life as if that never happened but it did happen and it did have an effect on me 
So we were sitting outside in the grass and I had this blanket on top of me and you know 10-15 minutes in I'm breathing and and my my entire sensations are changing rapidly you know like my my friends are talking around me and like I'm hearing this vibration in the background sure sure there's the water and the sea in front of us just going with its flow and I heard this background like this vibe constant vibration and depending on how my trip was going like good or bad there is there at, for me at that point there was no good or bad there was just the trip and wherever it takes me and I will let it take me there there was no me thinking oh this is bad or this is good and I think that's like the only mentality that kept me sane throughout because at some point you know like you start noticing the vibrations changing and you think you start associating that those changes within the vibrations of what you're hearing around you are negative or good and just the, the thought of associating something to that vibration amplifies that vibration to that sensation that you associated it with and then it just you know it gets worse and worse and worse if you think it's a bad trip you know and if you get stuck within thinking that your trip is bad it's only going to keep getting worse so i just quickly was like nope this is just the vibration it is what it is and i'm not going to to associate anything to it and quickly you know as my my hearing changed my feelings changed the way my breath felt changed the way everything i felt changed i never hallucinated anything properly before in my life but at that point, you know, I started seeing how things are blending into each other, you know, like how the borders are are becoming blurrier and blurrier. But I didn't hallucinate per se, like how a lot of friends of mine told me they hallucinated, you know. I have friends of mine who told me like they saw dragons or fish or, you know, skeletons from the walls or like a million, a million things that they saw. But I, I didn't see that. What I saw was eyes everywhere looking at me right you know i'd see a bird flying up high in front of me and i'd look at it and i'd see there's weird like pink like green shaped eyes everywhere on it and they're not like just eyes like your eyes or my eyes they're more fluid and and they move within each other and together and and i i i a part of me was afraid of keeping my eyes open you know i didn't want to keep just seeing eyes and it wasn't going to get me anywhere and it just pissed me off honestly but i've i've given that a lot of thought you know like just everywhere i was looking i was just seeing eyes but it makes so much sense because as you observe everything in front of you what you're observing is also this reflection of you observing yourself at the same time so if i'm the type of person who always sees beauty in the world then if I look at a tree and I see that it's beautiful, even though it's crooked and it, it didn't get enough water or it had this disease at some point and it just looks like a bad tree, but I look at it and I still think it's beautiful. That in itself is a reflection of my inherent beauty, let's say. And if you always see ugliness in the world, then you have to sort of question that because you're, that ugliness is also a reflection of, of what's inside of you. I, I think at least that's how I thought it out. Because everything that you do observe is a manifestation of those energies that are coming your way. It's your brain's own manifestation in your head to represent that to you. And the way that's represented to you has a quality of yourself within it. And that's what that meant to me, at least. Like, whatever I do observe, it's observing me back. And it's it's this equilibrium-type relationship that I have with everything around me, everything that I interact with. I'm, I'm one and the same with it. We're not that different. 
and it's always a reflection of, of me. And then I decided, you know, my friends, like a friend of mine, Jan, wanted to talk to me and, and I, I started talking to him. And I, I, I found it so hard to actually break, like speak proper words. So I just <laughs> shut my mouth, shook my head, you know, I, I couldn't explain to him that I couldn't even talk. And I think he just understood it and continued with his own thing. And I just put my head on the ground and covered, you know, my head with a blanket and and just went into my head. Whatever my head wanted to show me, I closed my eyes and I was like, let's see where the fuck this goes. And it was weird because at some point I felt like I was about to lose my myself, you know, like have that ego death everyone's talking about. But I didn't lose anything. You know, I always had the, the voice, my voice in my head observing still what's going on and I felt that you know some people talk about how if you take enough you can actually see entities and doors opening and things flowing into each other and I saw all of that and I saw like this gate this type of I wouldn't say gate but like these flowy formations moving together to open up into a new domain where I'm, I'm moving in just as a conscious entity not not even my body but the second that I became aware of myself moving into that domain, I started moving back. And I, I, the thought came into me then. I was like, oh, but it was such such a, a weak thought, you know. It was because, like, the, the voice was sort of, let's say, in a sense, dying out. And that thought came in and it was like, oh, this is this is the gateway everyone's always talking about. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I don't know what I'll see right now. And the second I thought that, I identified and I attached to something and then I pulled back. And But then as, as I was pulling back, I didn't really panic and think like, oh, now I'm not gonna get to see this or no, I'm not gonna. I was like, I don't even care if this is, if I get to see this or not, you know, I'm, I'm not here to decide what I get to see or what I don't get to see. I'm just here, to, I'm here for the ride. <laughs> Wherever the ride decides for me to go, I'll go. Like, please just show me anything you want to show me and I'm not going to force it to go in a certain direction. So I, I backed off from the gate or or those, those flowy formations, but then like it started going everywhere else and started showing me new things and how certain patterns were were making themselves clearer for me and how everything was was a process even within what i was imagining per se or hallucinating within my own head it was all flowing in a certain in a very beautiful way of, of flowy shapes coming together and forming together or deforming with different colors different lights and it was all so beautiful and the way it represented itself to me was nice, but it was it was always like moving forward or moving back. And at some point, uh, while I was seeing all of that, I tried to move my eyes within my brain so that I can see different things. But I, I actually moved my eyes in the real physical world, but what I saw in my brain didn't change. It stayed the same point of... It stayed the same point of view. And... Later on, I tried to move my eyes again within my head and then they actually moved and I started being able to see the bigger picture of, of things and go around them and stuff. But that was really cool and I wasn't moving my physical eyes anymore. It was just all in my, my head. And I I went deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into my own brain. Like And then like I could hear every now and then like the my, my guys around me talking to me. 
or talking to, to each other. But like I told them before I tripped or before we we drank the tea, guys, like the only time like you, you get to worry about me is when I come to you and tell you, please help me, I'm worried. But if I if I never tell you that anything is going wrong, just just leave me leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> just let me let me trip by myself. And Jan, you know, he looked at me after maybe thirty minutes. And he's like, "Khalid, are you okay?" And I didn't say anything. And then he just understood that I was okay and, and continued. And then he asked me again after half an hour, after that. And I was like, "Dude, I, I told you not to worry." And he's like, "I'll I'll always worry about you," you know. And I was like, "Yeah, cool," you know, like such a bro. But at the same time, you know, fuck you for <laughs> taking me out of my trip a little bit. But whatever, you know, I continued into that, and it was it was intense. Like in every for every definition of the word, it was intense. You know, I started seeing how you know you have different feminine figures that that judge your thoughts, and and your thoughts are like this flowy wave in a river that's trying to find its direction to move towards something. It's not really trying to move towards something. It's the only purpose is for it to try and flow, just like a river of water. It's not trying to reach a destination. It's just trying to continue to be, and that's it. Nothing more and nothing less. And how we evolved as a species, we always had an opposite to us that's judging us and allowing us to reassess how we're flowing within our own personal narratives and directions. And I'm comparing that to water right now. And and I, I felt that visually. I saw it all very visually and clearly. Uh, all that information was represented to me visually and audibly. So I could hear it and, and see it. And I saw feminine figures in my life, like girls I liked or girls that I'd like to sleep with at some point, assessing my thoughts as they moved and how we base our thoughts based on the mate that we want to to accept us for what our thoughts are. And I thought that that was a really interesting thought, you know, but then it kept going deeper and deeper. Like I said, it was moving back or forwards and it's just like forwards, forwards, forwards. And that just felt deeper and deeper and deeper till at some point I felt like like those formations that were forming, they were more they were more moving towards hell, right? It was moving towards complete hell. And it wasn't hell in a in a punishment, torturing sort of way. It was just that behind this veil, there is a lot of unknown that that we just don't know, you know? And like, I felt that those forms, those flowy forms that I was talking about, they were forming, again, this wall, but within the cracks between those formations, you had certain dark red light come through that I, I that I didn't know if I can approach or not but it really felt like it was hell but not in a very not in a scary way at all it just felt like this was very deep <laughs> to where where I can go right now and I saw different figures and different things but uh, I don't remember too much of that but then then I reached that stage, you know, and I, I, I wasn't afraid of it. And I, I was just observing. I Physically, nothing's going to hurt me at any point. But after that, I, I regressed into something different, you know, the, after I left that area. Because at first I was moving through that flowy stage with, with seeing those feminine, feminine judges or the feminine observer around my thoughts as they moved and then reaching that and then digressing back from that into something higher then then it was like reaching something higher and then I started seeing 
the process more like and how the process is really infinite and the process will just continue to flow in whatever direction it can and the better it can flow in a direction the more it will flow there and then if something's wrong it will try to circumvent its way or try to carve its way through whatever is wrong and that's where I really felt like there was this aware there there's this awareness that I really understood then and there that aware, awareness really isn't one thing individual to you that's when I really felt like awareness was something shared between us because right then and there it, it was very clear to me how awareness is just a an error finding mechanism within a process to make sure that the process continues and flows and because awareness exists within us we have our egocentric ability to think that we everything is about us and we we can disassociate ourselves from everything around us and you know there's biological reasons that exist because we need to be able to fend for ourselves and survive we have to have that need and and clinginess to our own existence so that we can actually exist which makes sense but if you go beyond that you'll see that because you have a quality of consciousness and awareness uh, that quality is just a reflection of an inherent quality to the the entire process itself that's just being reflected in you and I saw that process but in, in, in a way that I could understand it I guess and <laughs> I wonder like who's actually listening to this at this point you know like if, if someone actually went through my entire uh, like thought process of how, how this appeared to me at least my grandchildren at some point you know I love you guys <laughs> know that I hope you're not cunts and treat your parents well please they're just trying their best. So yeah, like uh, I saw, I saw the process, and I saw how there is an aware entity, and at that point, I was that aware entity moving in and zooming in on the process at an exact certain point where there is error in the process, and then it adjusts slightly so that the error is fixed and the process can flow and continue. And awareness is only there to make sure that the process continues finding errors in, in the stream, not just within one point in time, just future and past, and going there, finding the error, and and just just slight adjustments so that the process can continue. And, and water does that. It's not a massive adjustment that water goes through as it flows. No, it's just slight adjustments here and there, and so it just continues. And I I sort of connected with that, you know, and I I I felt that okay, this is this is awareness. It's 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 seeing how the entire infinite process is moving, and it's just making sure that everything flows in a certain way. But then it like really hit me a lot more that, yeah, <laughs> you know, this is this is you know, I'm I'm not sure of how how legit or real this is when it comes to explaining what the universe really is, but. Um, <laughs> it just made a lot a lot of sense to me because when you look at, it, at an intelligent aware entity and and the most intelligent way to do th something is to find the fastest most in, uh, the least energy consuming way to do it so as an infinitely intelligent aware entity what's the easiest for way for me to identify the best flow that a process can have and to then to find the best process right so what I would do is create an infinite variety of, of processes and create as well an infinite, an infinite, <laughs> an infinite amount of aware observers that can observe the process from every single 
angle as well infinitely so there's infinite processes and infinite observers to those processes at every point within them but the curse of the ultimate observer because as an ultimate observer you observe everything no matter what and you will always find errors it's it's in you so the curse of the observer now instead of actually just going on one process and trying to find the best way this process will flow now he's actually being aware of an infinite amount of aware observers and the infinite amount of processes moving in a in a direction and who knows what direction so it it felt like it felt like existence in itself is a loop and i really understood that in a way because you know you have yin and yang and you have good and bad moving in the loop everything coming full circle and in a sense this the this equilibrium that we have in our existence and these relationships with everything they sort of always come full circle and that's also i guess a representation of of the grand scheme of of what the universe is because it's a loop <laughs> that that that's what that 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 i guess conclusion came to is that the aware entity ended up cursing its own existence by trying to understand itself in an infinite variety of ways by creating an infinite amount of observers and it's stuck always observing itself and to try to find i guess the best process but the process will just continue and you know that that was just like the way like how, how i thought about it afterwards because i really felt like while i was in there and i was zooming in and out of processes and looking at them it, it became very clear to me the relationships between how everything is and then then it reflected back to my life at some point when i went that deep and i touched awareness like that and then i zoomed back a bit or zoomed out and then i was able to see through that awareness a bit of my life and and it was funny because i got glimpses of things that happened to me in the past and i felt like i got glimpses of things that happened to me in the future or possible futures and <laughs> i don't remember any of those but i just thought it was funny as it happened because awareness didn't care about whether or not something was in the past or the future because it knows how the process needs to flow and everything that it does every error that we see is still a part of the process you know there's always there's death renewal death renewal and and you need error every, like in, in a lot of places but you just need to adjust a few tiny things here and there for the thing to flow in the way that that it flows best and that's how energy moves through water and we see that you know we see that in front of us just look at a river and you'll you'll understand that and it's crazy yeah it's it's <laughs> overwhelming in a lot of ways what i why that was two months ago you know and then i i zoomed i zoomed out and i looked at my my life and then I started seeing the relationships of the things that I needed to work on and what was re relevant and what wasn't relevant. And and then, then you get to see that, okay, this is really irrelevant. This is relevant. This is relevant. This is relevant. Okay, I'm thinking about this. Okay, I need to think about this now. Okay, I'm thinking about it. What's, what's related to that? This is relevant. This is relevant. This is irrelevant. This is irrelevant. Relevant, relevant. Go to the relevant thing. Relevant. <laughs> relevant relation. Relevant relation. Trying to find the relevant relations and just by trying to find the relevant relations you find the course of action you need to take within that process of that relation to to get the process to flow the way you need it to flow within your own existence right <laughs> and i think i think in a lot of ways that's what intelligence is it's just about being able to establish proper relations of everything around you and seeing what connects to what when it connects to that and how and then 
and how that those connections might change across a period of time. And then fighting, finding the best way that energy can flow just by knowing these connections and being able to be flexible with how you transform them. And I got I got out of the experience eventually, you know, and, and I started sobering up. I was outside the entire time, you know, my friends, <laughs> they went in and out and in and out and they went walking and, and I was just, you know, there, my head on my lap with a blanket, a yellow blanket on top of my head and just like just going in. And I think, you know, a part of me, when the, when the trip started hitting me, a part of me, I think, was afraid of, of moving or going inside because I really don't know what would have, what would have happened. You know, this is unknown territory for, territory for me. And if I was interacting with people and I was doing things, that's so much information coming at me in a way that I, my brain wouldn't expect. And it would interpret it, God knows how, when I'm in that state, you know, but with closing my eyes and just being in my brain, it wasn't information coming at me. It was information that was there that I just got to observe in a way. And, and you know, I, I, I really felt that, you know, I felt like I'm, I'm, I got in touch with awareness in a, in a weird way. And I stepped back a bit and then I was me again. But, but it was, it was very clear to me at that point that I, awareness isn't just one thing in one person and you just identify with that for the rest of your life. And, we're all actually from the same energy that's trying to flow and awareness is just this error finding mechanism that exists within us and is a reflection of the inherent quality of the universe and some people have more awareness than others depending on how the energy needs to flow in certain ways and and it knows how the process needs to flow and trusting that it knows that the process needs to flow in a certain way is something that I, I really got down then and there. You know, I, I trusted the universe beforehand and that's why I, I went into this like that. But you know what? It taught me that whatever happens, good or bad, you know, Hitler coming and killing millions of people, it wasn't just him killing them, but whatever bad that we think of the Black Plague a few hundred years ago, uh, Game of Thrones season 8 sucking this bad you know everything has a reason for it being being how it is for everything to flow in the way that it needs to flow in the grander scheme of the everlasting loop that will forever be in as energy trying to find the best process to move in a certain direction <laughs> yeah that's, that's like, I think it's funny you know it's like it's like I went into this thinking I'll I'll find the answer to what the universe is and all I got was like oh maybe the universe is actually an infinitely aware and intelligent being trapping itself within its own awareness of its own processes and that's it and why do we have to do more than that or why does it have to be more than that and maybe it is and maybe it isn't I still don't know but all I know is that energy we are energy and energy is constantly moving in a certain direction and representing itself to itself through us and in a way, it's not my job to to control how all of this energy is going to move because this energy in its own way is going to find the best way that it can flow and it's going to flow. If it can flow better through me, then all the better. You know, I'll be happy to, to do that. And maybe my podcast and book and courses, is there a way for that to happen? But maybe not, you know, but I just hope that the process that I'm, I'm integral to the process in a certain way, but I'm also okay with enough to not identify myself with that process because even without me, the process will find its way to continue. 
and to identify so much with myself is not that right. And after after this entire story of, of that me going through that, you know, after I went back home, I was back to being sort of normal, you know, but like there like there was me still thinking about what the fuck actually went down and trying to make sense of it in my own way and uh, and seeing how I am I was affected by it and how I changed and and right now I, I really feel like like that you know I, I it's easy it's so it's, I wouldn't say easy but I, I just don't find it easy to really identify with anything at this point you know like I got kicked out of an MUN where I was doing a great job as a chair because girl, some girls misread my intention I'm not trying to blame anyone or anything uh, and I saw I see my part in it and I see their part in it and I see the parts <laughs> and it's fine you know and I'm here now and I think I really think that needed to happen, and I really think that was all for the best, you know. And and the way it happened was very convenient, you know. They told me to go home. I I had a kebab in the fridge waiting for me. I had already returned Carly's bike the the night before, even though I did ask her to let me keep the bike, but she was leaving the next day, and I I couldn't keep it, so I I I had returned it already. So I had I had no loose ends. I could just pack my bag and leave. There was nothing keeping me there. And when I left, it was so convenient. The buses left at, at the right times. I got home and, you know, I, I had some, some food to eat that I prepared. You know, every everything was convenient and easy. I wouldn't say easy, but like it, it just flowed the way it needed to flow. And then I was here and then I had the time to think and reflect and work on things that I really needed to work on with my actual life. And... I actually listened to a few episodes, uh, the first two episodes from the podcast uh, yesterday and the day before that, and I th- I thought it was interesting. I got I got this recording off of it, and I think I'll put it right here of something I said in like midway through the first episode. I'll put it in right now. There's n- there's not much in this world I love more than just sitting down. And- trying to understand and listen to what this world is telling me. To sit down and reflect on past events. I'm not trying to find something else to blame. I'm not trying to find a reason even. Trying to understand and see how I, how I as an individual can do better next time. Sure, something went bad, and sure I fucked up in this moment, and I I know I did. Definitely know I did. But hey, do I blame myself, or do I blame anyone? I just take responsibility for the situation, accept it for what it was, because I tried to do my best when I was there, under the circumstances of that situation. And then I move on, trying to do better next. I don't identify with with the fuck-up, I don't identify with... The thoughts that I had, I don't want to identify with what the people thought what people thought of me when I did what I did. I identify with it's it's better it's better if you don't identify with anything, but that's really hard. That's like Buddha. <laughs> that's on a Buddha level. Don't identify with anything. That's like if you get to that level, let me know. But hey. It's uh it's a funny thought, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I thought it was funny when I when I heard that uh, yesterday or the day before that. You know, I was just like, oh, cool. <laughs> you know, I, I 
that's sort of what happened right now. You know, I was in a situation where I, I sort of, in every term, fuck up. I fucked up. But, you know, who do I blame? How do I look at it? Uh, how do I identify with it? And uh, why, why identify with it? I shared my version of the story. I'd love to hear from those girls what they actually thought so I can have, like, the proper information of how they took my intention. But I, I know my intention. And I am not at any point going to look back and try to change what my intention was, you know. And it, it's funny because... I'm, I'm like I talk to people after this, and they're like, "Wow, wow, you're taking this pretty cool, you know." And I'm like, "How am I supposed to take it? You know, I'm, I don't identify with it. I never meant to do anything wrong, and you know, it's it's not as if this is the only thing I don't identify with, you know. I and I've talked to, about this with a few friends of mine, and I'm, I just can't feel like I get to attribute anything to myself or to anyone because when you really look at the idea of choice, we don't really get to choose a lot, and we just get to let energies flow through us in different ways. And to explain that better, the other day I was, I think I talked about this in another episode, or no, I didn't. I was walking, I was, I just got home from the gym or something, and I, I put my bicycle, I tied my bike to, to the spike stand in front of my house, and I was going to walk home. But then I, I, th- I looked behind me, and there's this bench in, in the corner that I, I, I sat on like once or twice, and I, I like to sit there sometimes. So I looked at it, and I was like, fuck it, I want to go sit there a little bit. And I, I start walking towards it, and this old woman with her bicycle comes in front of me, parks her bike, and then she looks at me, and she asks me if I can help her with her grocery bags. She had like this grocery bag in her bike, and she looked at me, and she's like, yeah, can you take it out of the bike for me that that's all she asked so I, I was like yeah for sure i can i take it out of the bike for you you know 100 <laughs> percent. you know and, and i don't think i don't think anyone in that situation would actually say no you know who, who the hell is going to be like ah you know like look at the time you know i don't have uh, just it's too much for me right now to do that uh, i have i'm too busy i have to go somewhere else and no, of course not. I think like 95% of, of anyone would actually help this old lady. So I took I took this grocery bag out and I, I held it. And it was, you know, it's it's not that heavy, but for her, maybe it is. And I tell her, you know, like, um, if, if you want, I can bring it up for you. No problem. And, and she's like, you would? And I'm like, yeah, for, for sure. <laughs> you know, like, I don't have, there's not really, not, not, not really much else I can I can do right now. So like, why not help you out? So she's like, oh, fucking wonderful, you know, and she didn't say fuck, you know, but like, she opened the door and, and I went up and I, I put the grocery bag in front of her place. And then I told her bye, smiled, uh, wished her a good day and left. And then I went on the bench and I sat down and I thought about it. You know, I thought, you know, I in all terms, I right now did something good. You know, I helped someone that needed help and... I gave good energy into the world. Fantastic. But how much of that situation is attributed to me specifically? How much is that? How how much is it my fault that I ended up doing something good? And to be honest, I, I can't take credit. You know, I can't be like, yeah, that was me 100%. I didn't choose for her to come at that exact time to from her grocery shopping. I didn't choose to get there at that exact same time too. And... I don't know what part of me told me to go sit at the bench that I, I usually don't sit on. And, but just like because of because I decided to go sit on the bench, then then that happened. You know, if I went home and I, I just went home, then she would have had to carry it on her own. And, and 
anyone in that situation would have accepted and would have helped. So how how much is it my fault? How much can I attribute to myself the fact that I ended up doing something good? And I wouldn't say that I did something good. I would say that I allowed something, I allowed good energy to move through me. And it's funny because, you know, after that and, and beforehand and, and a few situations, I'm finding that the opportunity for energy in this case to flow in a good way through me, they're increasing in a weird way. And I'm, I'm not going out there in the world, running around searching for something good to do, be like, hey, does anyone need help with anything? No, I'm just going about my day and, you know, like it just it's in front of me and, and it, it ends up happening, you know, just like I said in the last episode and when I was in Maastricht, I, I was walking in the supermarket and I saw a wallet on the floor. I didn't I didn't choose for the wallet to be there. I didn't choose for it to have his the person's ID. I didn't choose that the person was actually not that far away and I could actually give it to them that quickly. I didn't choose any of that. But like, if we take that and put it to a grander scheme of my life, I didn't choose my DNA, I didn't choose my upbringing, I didn't choose, even though I did decide on how to think on certain things, how much choice did I have in that decision that I made? And when you look at things that way, you realize that the underlying choice behind everything, it's still a part of that energy that's moving within this process in whatever direction it needs to move that flows the best. And it's not up to me or you to to move it in a certain way. All we can do is to allow energy to move through us in a certain way. And in a funny way, we're like filters for, for energy. Something bad can happen and we can either let more bad amplify through us and continue somewhere else. Or if something bad happened, we can stop it there and not continue it. You know, And this is, this is why I don't, I'm not a fan of people whining a lot or complaining a lot because all you're doing is just spreading that bad energy everywhere but if you just keep your mouth shut <laughs> and let the things around you make themselves apparent to you then the type of energy that you have is going to change at least don't put bad energy out you know and and that's as much control we have over energy and anything you know what energy am i going to have come through me and into the world and this is why I'm finding it hard to identify with anything going wrong or good even, you know. I'm just like, okay, energy moved in a certain way. It's going to move in, the, in a certain way the way it needs to move. There's no reason to be stressed. It's just not my job to control everything. It's not my job to be aware of everything. It's not my job to make everything absolutely perfect. None of that's my job. My job is to find the best way that my energy can flow within my own process and hopefully... At least for me, as a person, as Khalid Yassin, this 22 Palestinian, 22-year-old Palestinian dude from Jerusalem, that's just trying to figure his shit out, the way for me, for my process to flow better, is to try and help other people find their way within their own processes so that they can flow better too. And hopefully everything within this world can flow better as well. And if I can have a hand within letting the universe work itself through me to move the process in the way that it should move or needs to move or tilt it the way it needs to, whatever, you know, even if five people listen to this within the next eight years that I'm going to be recording this and it, it tilts whatever it needs to tilt in whatever direction, then that's that's what the universe needed from me and that's exactly what I did. And I'm not going to identify with the result or the outcome or anything, you know, it, it's, it's not up to me. All I can control right now is to let these words move through me 
into this microphone and and upload you know before midnight <laughs> it's always midnight on midnight wisdom right and that's for me how my process can flow the best and i'm just trying it's my only job is to flow the best way that i can flow in a good direction and if everyone tries to flow better within their own direction find what makes them happy and give joy to the world and and do the things that they love in, in a world that's so confusing and that's going to be changing so so much so fast and we might as well find out what we love you know and who knows how how many jobs are actually left from the existing jobs that we know within the next 30 years you know and and i think just having something that you love and you're passionate about that you do regardless of of anything else uh, is just healthy for your soul and then eventually healthy for everyone around you because if you're happier and and more joyful you'll be letting more of that energy through you and towards other people and then they'll be happier too and then they'll be able to spread that energy too and so forth so on and so forth so just that's it i'm trying to be good and i have to meet a friend of mine for a tea in 30 minutes and i still have to upload this i think i'll get my laptop and upload it over there I think that makes way more sense. Um, but yeah, that's my take on on last week again. You know, I reflected on it. I understand how different people might have perceived different things differently and what my actions through it were, my energy through the entire thing, the MUN's energy, how I would react to certain situations next time. And I, I might talk about this in a new episode of Midnight, Midnight Reflections. I, I, just, I just need an episode where I, I just let things out without any barrier or anything okay this this was really no barriers either but uh i want to do an outdoor episode next one i think but we'll see i'm not gonna make any promises but like midnight reflections actually talk about exact situations of, of certain things that went on a certain way and i was aware of them going in a certain way but i didn't act accordingly to to shift the situation properly and I there were a few of those situations at the MUN that I think I can I can really dissect and share with you guys uh, otherwise I, <laughs> thanks for listening to my shroom trip I guess and I, I'm feeling that more and more now you know it, it took its its time to really hit me and and really seep into my life like that but like I I really feel like awareness isn't just one thing specific to me and and I, I just if something bad happened uh, it happened you know was it in my control not really could it have been in my control well damn you know it happened <laughs> let's continue and see what we can do but to constantly be worried and stressed out about where this universe is going the universe is going to keep going man worrying is just going to waste energy in a in a very not beautiful way <laughs> And I just, I can't, I, I can't bring myself to worry right now. Yeah. Yeah, with everything happening, I, I, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. And in, in a sense, I, I, I am overwhelmed, but I'm not stressed about it somehow. I, I really feel like it will work out. Whatever happens, I, I, I'll still be able to eat and I'll still be able to continue <laughs> and hopefully have a roof over my head. And as long as that's, that's, that's okay, then... I can continue and as long as I can continue I can continue and that's all that I can continue to continue to keep doing I guess <laughs> uh, to the process to the process 